Happy Mother's Day to those mums out there <laughs> and online. Um, I thought I'd start off with a bit of a Kids Church video just to be able to honour our mums and just to help them understand and everyone understand just, you know, how, you know, what, a, what an amazing job that you all do. Um, and you can see just from those Bible characters, just the, you know, the, the faith that they have. Um, so, Happy Mother's Day. You know, for you guys, how was your Mother's Day morning? Maybe it was a bit, you know, chaotic at home. Um, was it chaotic? Put your hand up. No. How many of you guys did anything for Mother's Day this morning? Oh, a lot of anti-mums here. Wow. Okay. Oh, well, that wasn't going what I was going, going for. Um, but maybe you did foods, maybe there's gifts, maybe you're doing something later. Um, I'm hoping that today, you know, we're talking about honoring thy mother. And I want to be able to just say, this is a time where we need to be able to, to appreciate. But it shouldn't be just once a year, right? It should be every day that whatever, if it's a mother, if it's an auntie, if it's a grandmother, a sister, like Hanson prayed, whatever it is that we want to honor them. So mums, I know those bath spots may not be a lot, but we hope that this morning you can use that however you want. I disagree, Shaman. I think that's enough for a full bath. I don't know what baths that you have um, today requires so much bath spots. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, let's, let's just lighten up this morning. And, and, you know, I'll just tell you some Mother's Day jokes. Um, the son says, when is Mother's Day, Dad? Dad wearingly unplugging the vacuum. Every day, son. Every day. Daughter, mum, what, like what is it like to ha have the greatest daughter in the world? Mum, I don't know, dear. You'd have to ask grandma. Wow, tough crowd. <laughs> to mum, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm cold, I'm hot. Can I have, where are you? And to dad, where's mum? <laughs> that happens to me all the time. There you go. So, you know, we're talking about honouring thy mother. And, you know, today, mums, this is for you, whether you're here physically, whether you're joining us online today. You know, although, again, like this joke, it should be every day. We should be able to honour our mums every day. And again, if your mum is not around, um, maybe take the time to honour the other people that are in your life who have built you up. Grandmother, auntie, sister, teacher, or other adult. So like I said, today we're looking through Proverbs 31. Um, thanks, uh, Shaman, for reading that scripture. Um, we'll be going through verse 10 to 31 today. And if we look at the start of Proverbs very, very quickly, it's kind of like the pro, um, prologue, the introduction. You know, we look at verse 2 and 3, if you're following on with me. In, verse, in chapter 1, it says, For gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair. And then in verse 7 in chapter 1, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despite wisdom and instructions. That's the start of Proverbs. Then we look at this passage that we're going through today, which is right at the end of Proverbs, and it's quite fitting. Um, it's like the epilogue or the conclusion of the whole book. Um, but before this, there's a section from verse 1 to 10 with King Lemuel remembering his mother's advice. So to care for the poor, not to compromise yourself, and to not succumb to your weakness and temptations. In verse 2, it says, Do not spend your strength on women, your vigor on those who ruin kings. Verse 9, speak up and judge fairly, defend the rights of the poor and needy. So this passage today is again about King Lemur's mother's advice. And it's to find, a, um, to find a godly wife of noble character. And like I said, it's a fitting end to the book because it's a book about, you know, wisdom. 
And it finishes on a high note about the importance of godly women in Israelite society. And it's still relevant to us today, isn't it? In fact, this passage that we are focusing on today was usually read out in the Jewish home every week, the day before Sabbath. So it's quite important. And I think it just goes to show the importance of women in the Bible. Um, you know, there's a quote from an Old Testament survey book um, that I've got, and it sums us up quite well. So the passage affirms the sense of wholeness embodied in this picture of the perfect wife and mother. This portrait of an industrious, competent, conscientious, pious woman is a conclusion well suited to a book which teaches the nature and importance of a life lived in obedience to God in every detail. So what does the Bible say about what it looks like to live in obedience to God in every detail then? Why don't we find out? Let's start off with verse 10. Again, if you have your Bibles, Proverbs 31, we'll start off at verse 10. A wife of noble character who can find she is worth far more precious, far more than rubies. You know, a woman of noble character. On the New King James Version, it says virtuous. So noble means having or showing fine personal qualities or high moral principles. And then we've got worth far more than rubies. So wisdom itself is worth far more than rubies or diamonds or whatever expensive jewelry that you have. But like rubies, they're rare. It's so hard to find, to find someone like this to match all of these attributes in the passage. And as humans, none of us are perfect. For mums, this is for you, none of us are perfect, but it shouldn't stop us from walking with and fearing the Lord with godly wisdom. The point of this passage is not to say I'm a failure, I can't do all of these things, but it's to make us think, sorry, the point of this passage is not to make us think we're not good enough. Of course, we all have things we need to work on, but it's more about having an attitude of a servant heart to inspire us to serve those around us. Because to live a life pleasing to the Lord is the best kind of wisdom. You know, so much better than living a life surrounded by comfort and rubies. So please, you know, don't try to, to use this as a complete checklist of the things you absolutely must be doing. It's impossible, right? Let's look to verse 11 and 12. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. So full confidence in her. You know, as a mother, as a wife, she is trustworthy, full of confidence in her integrity, truthfulness, faithfulness, competence, you name it. No secrets, no betrayal, absolute confidence. And lacks nothing of value, brings him good. You know, let's see this from the other perspective, okay? Um, you may have heard the phrase, happy wife, happy life. Any husbands or dads out there that you live by that every day? A few, good. You're doing the right job there. But, you know, we, we joke about this quote that, you know, just be quiet. Let them have what the wife and what the, um, what the mum wants. Just, just be, let them be happy. Um, but that's not the biblical picture of marriage. Proverbs 31, the Proverbs 31 wife or mother brings value, brings him good. It's all about being a blessing, a positive influence, genuine. So actually, happy wife, happy life should actually refer to a woman who is abiding in God, who knows that she's valued, treasured, loved, is able to channel, to be a channel to let these blessings flow onto others. 
to be a godly influence to her family and those around her. So think about that next time when you're happy wife, happy life. That how can you be a godly influence to those around you? And so one of the key, some, one of the things that is key here is the recognition wives and mothers play a huge role in the health and happiness of her family. Oh, do I know that so well? <laughs> and how important that life is. Let's move on to verse 13 to 20, and it says that she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She's like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her family servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She cares for the household, weaves cloth, buys land and develops vineyards. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. And I look at this verse and I think, wow, that's just insane. You know, so busy, the amount of things that she's able to do and yet so amazing. You know, and I can be honest with you, there are times that maybe I've been out at work for the entire day and I come back exhausted. You know, I've been, I'm sure a, a lot of you understand that being out the whole day, right? And you just want to lie in your bed, you just want to lie on your couch, do your own thing. And for, for our family, you know, that happens to me. And yet Beck is not complaining at all. You know, and yet the kids come to her for more. And yet she's able to manage the household, help with the homework, cook dinner, put them to bed, and so much more. Okay, like that's how amazing a mother is. I'm, I'm not useless, okay? So if I've only worked half a day, of course I help around the house. Beck wanted to, me to say that because I'm like, no, you do stuff around the house. I'm like, okay, good. So it's on camera and it's recorded. Um, but, you know, that's how amazing mums are. So let's go through this list. Are you ready? Because we're going to go through this really quickly and see if you can recognize the important women in your life in this list. You know, selects wool and flax. So knows what it is needed for her family and her home. Works with eager hands. That's the attitude of willingly getting things done. That's not me. I grumble when I get things done or I grunt or I'm just like, oh, do I have to do this? And Beck's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah honey, you can have that. Yeah, Evie, yeah, Addie, yeah, that's fine. Like the merchant ships bringing food, like a ship regularly docking with supplies. She goes grocery shopping regularly and with a lot of effort, this woman. Gets up at night, provides for her family and female servants. You know, if a child has a fever at night or has a nightmare or is hungry at the middle of the night, she is there. Back then, it was not uncommon to have servants. And yet, she would care for those less fortunate that weren't part of the immediate family in the same way. So not only taking care of her family, but those around her as well. Considers a field and buys it. So you, she uses her hard-earned money to bless her family. Me, I go on eBay. I go on Amazon. My mum, you know, she cooks the food that I was talking about. You know, I might be talking about it casually, and then the next day my mum cooks it for me. Hi, mum. Um, and even though I wasn't asking for it, for Beck, you know, she goes out shopping, and I tell her, just go out, have a rest, go to Kmart, do your own thing. But she always goes and buys toys for the kids first thinks of things for school, thinks of bigger school clothes, that, I mean, thinks of bigger clothes that they will need later in the year. She thinks of her family first, works vigorously, arms strong for her tasks. She is ready for the task, is a superhero 
superhero carrying multiple bags of school bags, shopping, burdens, tears. You know, trading is profitable and, and, um, and yeah, trading is profitable. So she knows what good materials to buy and sell and ensures that what she buys is of good quality and value and will last. Holds a distaff, grasps the spindle. You know, the distaff was a rod that went with the spindle to make thread back then. So this is talking about knowing what to use to repair or make things around the house. You know, repairing clothes. It might be finishing an old presentation. It might be laundry. It might be cooking. You name it. Whatever it is that needed to be fixed. And then opens her arms to the poor and needy. And yet, through all of this, has time to be charitable to others. And let's breathe. That's a crazy list, right? That's a crazy list. And let's ask ourselves, do we feel we take our mum or other significant women in our life for granted after all of this? Do we take them for granted? Because today, again, not just Mother's Day, but every other day should be a time to take out to say, to our, you know, to say thank you to our mum for all of these important things. Thank you for caring for your family and those around you with love and with grace. You know, for those of you who are mums, you know, I'm sure you know the endless list of tasks you, you have. You know, you look at this list and you go, yep, 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 that's what I do, yep, that's what I do, that's what I do, that's what I do. You know, this passage is letting you know that your work is not done in vain. You're not alone. God knows what you have on your plate and he knows what you do behind the scenes. That is what a mum is. Let's go to verse 21 to 25. When it snows, she has no fear for her household. For all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She's clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes a seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She's clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. So no fear for her household when it snows and she's clothed, um, clothed in scarlet. So she's ready for the challenges her family will face, even weather, because she prepares when she can. In the Hebrew term, you might think scarlet as the color scarlet, but in Hebrew terms, scarlet actually refers to the warmth of the clothes. It's a thickness, not so much about the color, if you're wanting to know about that. So coverings for her bed, so enjoying making things for herself. So dad, for dads, you know, for you guys, rezo, young adults, whatever it is, give your mum time to herself. Let her do her own thing. You know, let her do sewing. Let her have her me time with a cup of tea. Let her have her Chinese, Korean drama. I don't know, but let her have some me time. Okay, that's what it is there. Not just five minutes and then, mum, I need your help with this, but give her some time. You know, fine linen and it's purple. Um, the reason it's purple is sage here is because back then making the color purple was actually very, very expensive. And it's not boasting about expensive clothing, but rather wisely using um, that what God has blessed us with. Okay. And then we move on to the husband respected at the gate, takes a seat among the elders. 
again, it's back to our new and improved version of happy wife and happy life, you know, because of how much a blessing um, his wife is to her family. So is his position respected too. She makes linen garments and sells them. And so this is particularly for working mums out there. You know, you're allowed to go beyond your family's needs. There is no need to feel guilty. You're allowed to work, you know. Um, you know, might be battling at home to care for the family's current needs. Or if you're working at work to care for the family's future needs, it's okay. Don't feel guilty. And then clothed with strength and dignity and laugh at the days to come. So this is where we would like, I would like to say, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Cover, color, cover. Um, the clothes that are most important to your attractiveness is your character, not what you wear. So clothed with strength and dignity. There is no fear of the future because our focus is on fearing the Lord. That's the laugh of the days to come. So we look at all these attributes and think, oh my goodness, okay? And it keeps going, verse 26 to 27. This is, um, we're part of the scripture today. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat her bread of idleness. She, she speaks wisdom, faithful instruction on her tongue. Speaking describes purposeful conversation. Instruction describes teaching. So it's pointing people in the right direction. It's giving godly wisdom. In the message version, it says, when she speaks, she has something worthwhile to say, and she always says it kindly. How many of us do that? Not just mums, but all of us, that we always are able to say kindly. Again, I know it's precious than rubies, and it's, it's really difficult, but fearing God, that, that's the, 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 the godly way of being able to 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 share words of wisdom and watches over the affairs of her household, the bread of idleness. What that means is, and I'd kin this to a mum having eyes at the back of her head. She is always watching everything carefully. Um, I remember picking up my kids from school and I had four kids in tow with me and we're walking back to the car, going across the um, school crossing and I had three kids and I was like, where's the, where's, where's the other one gone? Oh, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> And then some other adult had this child, and she was quite sad. <laughs> so, you know, obviously I don't have fantastic eyes at the back of my head, but Beck would never let that happen to our kids. Um, you know, never. And, you know, for my own mum, I can recount the many, many times my mum has watched over me doing the stupidest things. You know, I remember being in my old church and climbing a tree and I couldn't get down or, you know, riding my bike and falling over and, they, and she was there to pick me up. All of these things are keeping me safe. Okay? Watches over the affairs of her household, not the bread of idleness. So verse 28, 29, her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Okay, her children call her blessed, her husband praises her. So this is particularly for everyone else here, youth, young adults, husbands, don't complain about your mum, your wife. Praise and call her blessed to those around you. Remember, nobody is perfect, okay? Nobody is perfect. But it doesn't mean we can't speak highly 
of our mums, regardless of what has happened. You know, God has called us, like this sermon today, to honour our parents, to honour thy mother. He did not say, honour your parents if they do a good job. That's not what true honour true honor is. It is godly to recognise all that our parents have done for us, even if you don't always agree with their methods. They did raise us, they did birth us, they bathed us and provided us, provided for us, right? We should honour them. Focus on what they did that was good for us. And for the guys in the house, I want you to listen to this. You know, say this, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Just repeat that every day, honey. You know what? Many women do noble things, but, you know, you surpass them all. You're number one. You know, just, just say that. The Bible says that, okay? That's godly words right there. If you want, there's another version from the New Century Version. Feel free to recite this, guys. There are many fine women, but you are better than all of them. Okay? That's one way that you can get some brownie points there for your wife, for your mum, whatever it is. This is the attitude we should have towards the women. Be grateful for who they are and all that they do. Be grateful for who they are and all that they do. You know, be grateful. Say it. Express it. Show gratitude. You know, there are times I know in my life that I need to be more vocal with my gratitude, to say thank you, to appreciate them, to take the time to say, hey, I really appreciate all that you do. Okay, we know that our mums, our women figures are there for us, but to actually go out and say it and be thankful for it. So in the end, we want our mums to know they are loved and that they are the best mum. Let's move on to verse 30, 31. Charm can fool you and beauty can trick you, but a woman who respects the Lord should be praised. Give her the reward she has earned. She should be praised in public for what she has done. Charm can fool, beauty can trick. Again, we're talking about judging the book by its cover again. Be guided by one's character. You know, I'm not saying you should ignore personal appearances, okay? But don't go after it only. Um, and, you know, I've got a bit of a funny story about that because um, the other day, um, Beck was calling me good-looking, like, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, because I, I looked in the mirror afterwards and I hadn't shaved for a while, okay? Because I was really busy and I, I felt like a cat. I had like whiskers coming out here, my, my beard, not, not like beast beard, yours is awesome. I had like, you know, a little mustache with like white hairs and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, no, this is gross. And I shaved it almost immediately. I just, I just couldn't stand it. Like I, I remember I was at one of my pastoral meetings, I was doing this, I'm like, oh, okay, it's time to shave. Um, you know, that's, that's true love for you, right? There's no beauty tricking you, you know, I think, you know. There's no beauty tricking you there. So charm can fool, beauty can trick. If there's nothing you remember today, through everything that I shared, I want you to remember this. But a woman who respects the Lord should be praised. But a woman who respects the Lord should be praised. So a woman with true beauty is one who fears the Lord, who gives him the respect that he deserves. We talk about truly fearing the Lord. 
having the real genuine relationship with God, knowing, breathing, living with Him, not just on a Sunday, not just at the end of the day after you've had a long day at school or work or uni or whatever, because it is only through a true commitment and devotion to Christ that you are able to place Him in the place that He deserves. So, you know, the times that you're exhausted at the end of the day, the times where just things have been tough, sometimes we're able to just give that time to God bit by bit to be able to carry those burdens and to really devote our time to Christ. You know, that's the place that He deserves. Um, I was sharing with my discipleship group, um, you know, if you haven't joined discipleship groups, please, please do it. It's amazing. And I was sharing that, you know, I need to be able to give my devotion to Christ. I've been so busy and I, I, I looked at my um, Google Maps and I drove like 170 Ks or something in one day, just going to and fro all over the place. Um, and I realized I need to give time to devotion to Christ. I, you know, for me, that's about walking in nature, taking the time to rest and just be with Him. So we can, if we have time to watch Netflix, if we have time to go on our computers and Xbox and PS, whatever it is, we have time to give devotion to God. Again, it is only through a true commitment and devotion to Christ that you are able to place Him in the place that He deserves. The highest place in your life, not the afterthought. And when one is connected to God, he breathes his beautiful, noble character into us. And that's why we can talk about these attributes of the Spirit, you know, wisdom, kindness, love, compassion, grace, trustworthy, thoughtfulness, selflessness, and so much more, you know, all the things that are worthy of praise. And the result is a life well-lived, which is the fruit of true wisdom. You know, are you able to let go and let God Take control of the unknown, the chaos, the daily grind. You know, let go and let God. Let Him be Lord and King and Master. Next bit of this verse. Give her the reward she has earned. She should be praised in public for what she has done. So the wife of noble character will be recognized by God through all she does, through all the unseen, through living your life being faithful to God. Can I just ask the music team to come up? That would be great. You know, praised in public for what she has done. And let's compare this to, to gossip. We are very, it's very easy for us to talk about people's flaws publicly, right? How often do we talk publicly about people's accomplishments, Wins, you know, not fail army, but epic wins about their faithful service, about, you know, behind the scenes, servanthood, all of these things. Publicly praise for what she has done. It's not the goal to get the praise, of course, but surely we can celebrate and honor our mums today or our mother figures, not in silence, but publicly. I love this. The, the, this last verse in the message version says, give her everything she deserves, explanation mark. Adorn her life with praises, explanation mark. That's a fitting end to this book of Proverbs, of wisdom, of celebration, of, of, of just the, the joys of this wife of noble character. And again, 
It's not everything that we have to try to do. It's not like a checklist of, okay, I failed in this, I can do this. But it's about being able to fear the Lord through all that you do. So today I want to do something a bit different. And um, it's going to take a bit of courage. And I know it says she should be praised in public for what she has done. And I want to do that today. Um, If you're a mum here online um, or physically, um, if I could just get you to stand up. That would be fantastic. There's no need to be shy. KP, you are not a mum, unfortunately. Um, There's no need to be shy because we want to celebrate these mums today. If you're a mum, just stand up. Why don't we just give them a round of applause just for everything that they do. You know, we we know the, the tiredness that you go through the things that are unseen, the countless hours, the the burning oil, the groceries, the everything that you do. And we want to celebrate your life today. And I've got um, a poem for you guys, and it says, So God made a mother. So these are for you and for those online today. So God made a mother at the dawn of time. God needed someone he could trust to love his precious children. And so God made a mother. God said, life will be often harsh. I need someone with a gentle touch, someone who can brush a tear from the downy cheek of a newborn and gauge a child's temperature without the aid of a thermometer. I need someone who has a special knack for soothing, who can kiss away the pain and soften blows, someone who will hold her child's hand firmly until she is to release it, cheerfully on the first day of school. And so God I need someone who will care enough to gather flowers and put them in a vase so everyone in the house can enjoy the first blooms of spring. Someone who will care enough to rummage through the mismatched sock pile in hopes of finding a match. Someone who will make birthdays extra special, sing silly songs with the toddlers in the car who knew, and who actually wants to go on a school excursion to the insect museum just to be close to her child. God thought, I need someone who will play Christmas carols on the piano, someone who will decorate gingerbread houses with the kids and wrap gifts and deck the halls for Christmas for nothing in all my creation will be able to make Christmas as special as a mother will. And so God made a mother. I'll make someone who can gather a chaotic, busy family around the dinner table for chicken soup, bread and sharing life together. Someone who will organise play dates, piano lessons and the pantry. I need someone who can find the lost soccer shoes, dad's keys and Bun Bun, her little girl's favourite stuffed bunny. I need someone who can unload the dishwasher, pack lunches, call out spelling words and make coffee while bouncing a baby on her hip. Someone who will carry an amazing array of toys, snacks and essentials in her heavy purse and never complain. I need someone to help with endless school projects, organize a sports day banquet and say, I'm so proud of you, even when her child fails. It must be someone who's willing to keep going, even when she thinks she has no strength left. Someone who will strive to love her kids and to love their father even more. I need someone who's willing to work the second shift or take second best or play second fiddle so her family will have better than she did. And so God made a mother. I need someone who believes, someone who will trust that I have a good plan for her and for her children, even when she can't see it. Someone who will pray for her family daily, for sadly, few people will. 
I need someone who will share my words and encourage your children to believe in me because I am the source of life. God said, I'll place a second pair of eyes in the back of a mother's head. Give her bionic ears and grant her a generous portion of laughter and tears so she will need them. Sometimes she'll feel like she doesn't have what it takes. There will be days when she's overcome with worry, pain or failure. But when the need arises, she'll be there. And while motherhood will be difficult, she'll come to embrace it with all of her heart. So I'll give each mother a heart the size of Victoria and she'll let me, I'll fill it with my special forever kind of love, a love that resembles my own. Once I put a precious baby in my arms, she will never be the same. One day her children will grow up and move on, but she never will. As long as she lives, she will fight for her children, pray for them and sacrifice for them. And so God made a mother. Thank you. Mums, thank you, mums online, for all that you do. It is not unseen. And we're sorry that we're not always grateful for, for everything. And today, we want to appreciate that day for you today. So today, I'd like to pray for you. Um, if you're sitting now, why don't you just put your hands up to, to a mum maybe around you. For those online, maybe just if your mum's there, just uh, next to them. And I want to pray. Father God, Lord, we, we thank you for mothers. We thank you for um, those women in our lives that have played such an important part in our lives today. We thank you for their tireless efforts. We thank you for the Lord-fearing love for you, Father God. And we know that sometimes things are unseen, things are not perfect, and that they're just so, so tired at times. And we thank you for their sacrifice in everything that they do. Lord, we thank you that they will continue to respect you, Lord. And today, as this verse says, we want to publicly praise them today. We want to give them the reward that they have earned and that they should be praised in public for what they have done. And I just pray, God, that the times that they feel that they're not good enough, that God, you have granted them a double portion of your spirit, that you have granted them extra strength to be able to carry through. And I pray as a family, as a father, as a dad, as a child, whatever it is, Father God, that together we will bless, be thankful, and give gratitude to every one of them, Father God. We thank you for this sacrifice, and we pray, God, that they'll continue to follow you to the days of their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for everything.